0: welcome to the book corner in this podcast we'll be looking at
1: everything about reading and literature exploring loads of different authors genres cultures and possibly even languages
0: hi guys and welcome back to the book corner we really hope you enjoyed last week's episode where we were left on quite a big suspense um so connor does have epilepsy as we discovered in last week's episode however he is still able to do normal day-to-day things like anybody else and um, this podcast is hosted by me mel and me will hi everyone and welcome back to another
1: episode and for this episode mel is back because due to some personal issues mel couldn't take part in last, um Episode, but she's back for this episode. It's been a very sunny day today, um, which is great. The sun is coming out. And in this episode, we are finishing the book. I can't believe it's how crazy. I know. I can't believe how far we've come with this podcast. Like, it was an idea, and we were talking about it in January. We wrote wonderful wonderful February, and now we're reading Dings through April. And we'll also include a review, a mark out of 10, and see whether it deserves a place in the book corner, a quiz. And also, we will be – this is my favourite part of the whole podcast – revealing April's book. I'm so excited. Um,
0: Is it April already? Oh, my God. I
1: know. The year's just going so fast. Wow. Um, uh, Yeah. So we're going to be reading from page 238, chapter 28, all the way to the end of the book, which is page 259. So um, let's get straight into it. So we were left on a bit of a suspense last episode because Connor walked in and that was the end of the episode. And he walks in and he goes, mommy, mommy, I have to go to the bathroom right now. I mean it right now. So he 's in distress again every time Connor appears, he always seems to be in distress or just 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 in distress pretty much. His cheeks and eyes were red, and tears streamed down his face um it's another toilet issue it 's always he 's always Wanting to go to the toilet i think he's about to have a seizure i think that's what it means because i think when he has a seizure his um he always wets his pants so i think he knows he's about to have a seizure maybe he's getting the hallucinations the first symptoms of it um and then uh i think sam takes him out and i oh, yeah, apparently he had diarrhea the last time this happened um he goes your little guy looked pretty, pretty upset your husband should keep in company for a while and come down. Then I'll talk to Connor and explain what's going on. Okay, so it's probably something to do with epilepsy. If Dr. Robb uh, knows what's going on. And then Sandra says, oh, why didn't I see it? I pounded my bald fists against my thighs. How could I have been so stupid? Stupid. <sighs> Sandra, I feel like she needs a therapist. Yes. She's just, it's constantly... Bullying herself and saying, "I'm so stupid." So, I mean, I do this. Um, I think uh, everybody sometimes. does. Really. Everybody does. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, I'm kind of guilty of it. It's a bit hypocritical, but um, yeah, I just I need. I think we've read from her perspective the whole book and most of it. I'm pretty sure like 80 percent of it is her just going, "Why didn't I see? Oh, am I being <laughs> yeah. a bad parent? Uh, yeah, I'm such an idiot." She says that. Um, just and she says that to Doctor O'Rourke. So she, she, Yeah, it's just, it's getting out of control. I think she's always had anxiety, but now it's at its peak. Um, um, I'm his mother. I should have, I'm so angry. She's angry herself because she didn't see Connor's seizures, even though she has no idea what they look like, no idea what's going on, no idea really what epilepsy is. And it's not her fault that she has no idea what's going on because she's not a doctor. She expects that she should be on the same expertise as Dr. O'Rourke because they're a team, but she won't, She's just his mother. She doesn't know what's going on, and it's fine. Um, and he talks about some of his other patients and their diagnosis of epilepsy. Um, don't be so hard on yourself, Mrs. Golden. Always reminds me. Of, don't be so hard on yourself. <laughs> but um, it's true. Stop being so hard on yourself. I really want to, like, I don't know, give her a hug and say, Cassandra, you are doing your best. Love. <laughs> um and then we move on to the next page um doctor oh yeah then oh they give them a medical bracelet which they don't do in the uk so it's a medical bracelet um i don't know if you've seen them i think they're like white plastic things and they basically oh i've
0: had one of those before oh really
1: yeah i think they basically if you have a seizure then people know what to do it basically says on the band like i think your um blood group and basically oh no no no
0: as in like you can get them in the uk but they're like um they just when you go into hospital they just have your like name and oh yeah well
1: this one he has to wear around all the time and then she's like i don't know that's a good idea the whole world will know what's wrong with my son and to be honest i agree with sandra here band oh that kid's different he's got a band let's go and have a look at it oh he's got epilepsy he's different he's gonna be the band kid who's got a problem with him and i agree with sandra here i mean i know it's important i mean i never had a band but i don't think mine was as serious and as um oh, what's the word i didn't have as many seizures every day like he has them i think every like half hour or something i had like one a day um so i don't think mine was as serious as connor's but um I think it is uh, just a, a opportunity to label him. Um, I just need to know if my son will grow up and be able to marry and to live a normal life. Sandra, he he will. I, I see what she means. Like, she doesn't, no one knows the future. It could get worse. It could get better. It could just stay the same as it is now. And, you know, Connor now would be 22 years old because this is 2007 and he's eight. Today, 2021, he'll be 22 years old. And he's probably achieving so much in life. I'm going to talk a bit more about that at the end of the episode and how people can succeed with epilepsy. Um, He could very well grow out of his epilepsy. Mm, Me right here. Grew out of it. Um, (laughs) Hasn't... Yeah, so if he hasn't had any seizures for two years and hasn't had any warning or or symptoms, then um, he is officially cured of epilepsy. I think they take him off the... um, medication which is exactly what i did it's weird reading this book. It's literally my life from 2016 to 2019 it's very weird um and they'll take him off the medication and if nothing happens then he's officially cured and that is exactly what happened to me i think it was three years mine because i had a seizure one year because so i forgot to take my medication but then it eventually got better um and then not gonna have any blood tests which is a good thing and then I don't have a normal son anymore, do I, Doctor? I heard myself say. It. How could I've? She literally goes, I don't have a normal son, criticizing and worrying. And then she goes, How could I've said that? Criticize what she's criticizing. This is getting even worse. She's criticizing what she's criticizing. It's. Ugh. I wanted my baby back the way he used to be. I think. I think because this book happens in such a short period of time, we get. Um, sandra's react like sandra's deep emotional feelings from that time period and it makes us think that she's always like this but she probably isn't she probably is a happy person it's just because of everything that's going on um yeah and how do i protect our little girl i don't i don't know how she says our little girl i feel like they're very not favoritist of madison but very protective of Madison and against Connor as well, which kind of makes me, not angry, but just a bit annoyed, I guess. Because, um, I mean, yeah, she might see a seizure, but she's going to have to deal with that her whole life. This is her brother. And I know it's not hard to accept, but she needs to at least try. Um, uh, yeah, they talk about her witnessing a convulsion. Oh, hey, Google. Stop. Sorry. That was my laugh. <laughs> Um. Uh. Anyway, cut that out. <laughs> and... I seen that a special bond had come alive in their clasped hands. So he, yeah, they basically he grabs hold of Doctor O'Rourke's hand. And I think they're about to leave. Uh, oh no, he's just come back from the toilet, and they're basically just shaking hands. And it's in a special bond. Connor really trusts this man, and you need the child to trust the neurologist um and the parents as well like Sam you need to get you out together but I think more as a child um you need that trust so everything will work and you can move forward together as a team as Dr O'Rourke said you need to move forward together as a team and work together um literally just repeated what I said <laughs> um, uh you are a wonderful patient by the way helpful and smart um and he is a very good patient. He tells us exactly what's going on, which is very useful. He's not afraid. and Because he, he trusts him. He's not afraid to share what he's talk, what's going on and what he's afraid to talk about. He's, well, he's not afraid to talk about it because he trusts him. Um, he just says he's smart. Oh, yeah. And then he's like, I don't like the dings to happen. I don't want anyone to know that I... Wet wet my pants because he obviously wets his pants when he has seizures. My friends will think that I'm a baby. I'm not a baby, and I I really get Connor's um pain, um, and anxiety because it's not his fault that this is going on. It's it's not his fault at all. He didn't decide to do this. Um, because there are some kids who actually know by yeah by eight you don't wet your pants, do you? No, um, uh, yeah. It's just, it's not his fault. And it's okay, Connor. Things will get better. I think that's the main message of this. Things will definitely get better. Things will get better. Things will get better, guys. Things will get better. Um, and he goes, yay, no, no, no noodles. No. <laughs> <laughs> yay, no, no. Yay, no noodles. <laughs> no
0: noodles. Uh,
1: Sam moved his arms. Um Sam moved his arms from around Connor's waist and rested them loosely on Connor's shoulders. I think this is a metaphor for Sam is now ready to take part and he's accepting that this is real. Yes. He's ready that's, to take part. That's, yeah. He moved his arms from the waist, just like whatever, to around his soul- shoulders, which is like, I'm giving you a hug. I'm going to protect you and I'm going to commit to helping you. Um, that's what I got from that. Um, I think Sam is right. Re- I think as we read along as well, uh, you can tell Sam is committing and he changes his attitude slightly. Um, you can't ever skip or forget to take your tablets. I won't. I know you won't. And he, I think the doctor trusts Connor as well. Connor trusts the doctor, but the doctor also trusts Connor to be a good patient and knows that he wants to get out of this. Um, uh, his okay, Connor nodded. Oh, yeah, he talked he talks about uh, taking his tablet to whipped cream, his voice was filled with the innocence of childhood so I love
0: been... that line it's sort of been also... taken
1: yeah, sorry, it's fine. yeah I get what you mean um, it's sort of been taken away from him the innocence of childhood because now he can't be a child and, and just be free you know child they don't really have a care they just go play, go to school and now he's got this set routine to take his tablets, to monitor stuff it's sort of been taken away from him how would i protect him now um and then oh yeah and then they oh yes they leave the office and uh, my plane's gone blank um, they left the office oh yeah and they passed a little girl with an older woman on the sidewalk i smiled i was surprised i felt lighter inside and then that follows the next paragraph I was eight years old again, walking with my grandfather to the corner bakery. So it's a past memory because I think Sandra loves thinking about her past life when stuff was so much simpler and she didn't have any worries. She was still an innocent child, you know, the innocence of childhood. And just seeing her childhood in the modern day now in front of her makes her feel lighter inside, lifts some of that anxiety because it takes her back to better times. Well, um, yeah.
0: You know, you've just done, like, the entire of my chapter. <laughs> chapter 29, you've done, like, a page. Oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry, but I completely forgot. I don't know why. Anyway. <laughs> what's well, the okay. Let's, uh,
1: well, I'll let you take over then, Mel. <laughs> sorry.
0: Okay. Um, so, I just thought I'd say a few things that I'm not sure you wrote down, like, or said. Um, so, if you go back a page to 249... Some of the parts that really stood out. I, I
1: accidentally skipped two pages, which was the start of chapter 29. Yeah, I think you did. I think yeah, when I was sticking
0: um, pages. Anyway, I'll let you carry on. So he um he has well, like you said, I think you mentioned this, he doesn't need any more blood tests, like you said. And um, but then a f- bit further down, um, today was the turning point of all our lives. I knew that we would have to live with whatever happened. And I guess that's kind of like a bittersweet line. So today was a turning point on all our lives. But it, that's kind of like a tiny bit of hope for the future. And they have to live with all that happened, everything that's happened and what will happen in the future. So she knows that that's something that she's going to have to put up with. But um, it's something that's also quite sad in a way, maybe for her. Like, I'm sure for you, it's not very sad having <laughs> epilepsy. But I mean, for some people, like for her, his mum, it's it's quite sad yeah Um, and then um in this chapter like the whole way through there's a lot of protection that I noticed throughout the whole book really there's been a lot of protection a lot of anxiety shown um and I don't know this this chapter as I was reading it it just really stood out to me how the like the lengths that she would go to to protect her little boy yeah um and then just to finish what you were saying earlier um, about the, her grandma, her going back to the past, um, there was a really nice... I did write this down. It was a use of an ellipsis. Um, hugs and kisses until she got sick, dot, dot, dot. Grandma Andrea was the first person I ever knew who passed away. But that use of ellipsis just really made me like think, like, that actually sounds really sad. It like kind of dramatises the situation. Um, and people didn't pass away, they died, then they died, they were gone forever, just say I shook my head, and it's kind of that dark thought, like, people, I feel like you will think that eventually at some point in your life, but it's not a very nice thing to think about, um, and then this bit really stood out to me, um, he was not normal, no matter what anybody said, and she's i think that's going back to what happened earlier in the book it's that trust she does not want to accept it again after going through all of that process accepting it moving on she knows what she needs to do she's done loads of research she's finally realizing this is something we're going to have to live with and then connor was not he was not normal no matter what anybody said dr Oruku said that insisted that connor would be fine fine and i think she's just not happy with that she's not satisfied that connor will just be fine she needs to know more. She needs more. Um, oh my gosh, what's the word? She needs more.
1: Encouragement?
0: No. You know when something's like clarified. Yeah, she needs more clarification. Yeah. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> um, and that's probably related to like into her whole personality as well. Everything needs to be clarified. And I think that's kind of, if it's clarified, then she'll be okay. But if it's not, if it's kind of left floating in the air, like fog, um, that's just unclear. She will have anxiety about it. She won't be okay. Um, and this bit, right at the end of page 151, this whole mini paragraphs, the two of them at the bottom, it was fear. What I, what I, From what I understood and interpreted from it, it was fear of what other people would say. She was scared and did not like people's judgment. She did not like to face people's judgment because she sat back and considered the myriad of dangers we were now faced to Connor's epilepsy. I would tell the other mums what to do if Connor had a convulsion at their house. I was worried about his friend's reactions. Would they abandon him once they once they knew about his epilepsy? Or what if their parents wouldn't let him have anything to do with Connor anymore? What if they wouldn't even let him them, into... Wait, what, <laughs> what if they wouldn't even let him into their homes for playdates or sleepovers? And it's like judgment from others. She judges herself way too much throughout this story, like this book. And now she's fit, like she's got fear for, from the judgment of other people on her little boy, her precious boy, who is perfect. Um, well, in her eyes. Yeah. Um, and then I also wrote down uh, this one word, epilepsy, that's just puts a one word sentence with a full stop. And it's, I think that's used for emphasis, which most one-word sentences are. <laughs> um, but it makes epilepsy stand out. And I thought that kind of related to the entire story. Because Connor, in her mind, Connor will stand out from the crowd because he has epilepsy. And that's not necessarily true, but that's just what she thinks. Yeah. Um, so I found that quite interesting that the author... Very similar
1: uh, to Wonder, isn't it?
0: Yes. What we're talking about, yeah. standing
1: out and being labeled.
0: Oh my gosh! Um, And I guess it's coming from different
1: perspectives because Augie and Wanda already has his condition, whilst here they're just finding out what the condition is. It's developing
0: throughout the story, yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, you know, the precepts, Mr. Brown's precepts? Yeah. Yeah, the, like, um, stand out from the crowd or something, one of them. Yeah, oh yeah, you can't blend blend in when you're born to stand out. Born to stand out, yeah. Yeah. And then she's basically talking here about uh, what if he got hold of the articles those about those Arctic laws that prevented people with epilepsy from marrying. So she's scared that he cannot partake in normal, well, what society would class as normal in a fat, like to start a family, you have to be married, starts, like so on. And she's got fear that he won't be able to do that because of his epilepsy, which is I personally think is ridiculous. um, Because I don't think that affects you at all, really, does it?
1: No, not much.
0: Um, And I don't know. I just think that's... She's got that fear of something that happened a long time ago. Yeah. Um, And then this last part, I glanced over my shoulder through the seat gap in uh, my hand, sought and found Connor's knee. And I wrote down that she was trying to grab him to protect him from the future.
1: Yeah. Uh, God, that's a great metaphor.
0: Yeah, I just thought, yeah, I thought she was just trying to grab him to protect him. Um, a bit like the one that you said about Sam and, and Connor when they were sitting together. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I just found that really cool. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Very cool.
0: Um, and that leads us on to the final
1: chapter final
0: chapter oh the my god the final chapter. chapter
1: chapter 30 of the whole book the last uh six pages let's do it last six pages of the book um right so they are yes yeah, so they've just got home haven't they and he took the Kerpra, the Kepra, sorry, not the kepra, which is his new medication with his squirts of whipped cream. Um we all laugh. I find that so cool. Like imagine it's, it's if you
0: could just take get. yeah, take tablets of like ice yeah. cream or epilepsy. Not epilepsy, ice
1: cream or whipped cream. <laughs> I know, that's a great idea. Um good good parenting, Sandra. I give that to you. Very good parenting. You are good, you are a good parent. And I love how she goes. We all laughed about this little game. Mads and to get a squirt. And I couldn't leave out Sam. Sam's getting included in the family.
0: I felt he's like t- that was like relationship growth.
1: Yeah, wow. relationship goals. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I feel like he's ready to commit and be a part of the family again. Um, I'm just kind of proud of Sam. Yeah. <laughs> um, Oh yeah, and then she goes up to his room and he's drawing something. And it's the same drawing with the yellow and orange squiggles radiated from the head in all directions. What is that? I think you've drawn that before. I'm drawing what my dings feel when I get them. And I remember when I picked up on this, I think the first time we saw it, and... I basically said he's drawing epilepsy and now he's admitting it is epilepsy because epilepsy is electrical currents in the brain and you can feel it when you have a seizure. You can feel like the electricity in your brain going, it's really weird. Um, or like a spark. And so I'm guessing that's what he's feeling and what he's drawing, the sparks in his head all going, um, and then, <laughs> and then he said, and then she asks him, what do you want to be on your big corner?" I want to be a doctor, a doctor, just like Dr. O'Rourke. He wants to be a neurologist. And then he goes, I want to help people with dings. Connor, I love you so much, Connor. Not in a weird way, just... (laughs) <laughs> he wants to be a neurologist and he wants to help people with epilepsy i think that's so sweet he's completely contrasting the mum and dad instead of going we want to get as far away from epilepsy as we can he wants to get closer
0: and help people with epilepsy i think that's so sweet, that's such sweet. you can tell he's a good kid like yeah. i mean he's
1: only eight years old but considering he wants to help people and has empathy for them you can tell he's just such a great kid um and then there's, just, I mean, it's part of the sentence, but I just picked up on it. Oh, yeah, she, she also says, Do you need a tissue? Getting a bit emotional. <laughs> um, but also, I just picked up on it, and it was just in the middle of the sentence, and it says, everything should get better now. And this is pretty much the end of the book for me. Everything should get better now, and it will get better, I can tell. Um, I'm pretty sure Connor is doing really well in life, and so is Madison. I'm pretty sure there was...
0: <gasps> little Madison.
1: she's not gonna be little anymore no she'd be what hang on i'm just doing the math 17 19 she'll be, i think she'll be 17 won't she no oh. you said connor's gonna be 22 she's three isn't she oh yeah my she's God. Three. so she'd be 17 right now that's crazy
0: imagine
1: that. connor's 22 madison's um three it's crazy yeah
0: well they're all fictional characters though yeah right?
1: yeah i know but there's probably someone out there like Connor and madison um yeah i don't know. i think i get too involved with the book and sometimes i imagine the characters being real me too yeah. i feel like they're living in
0: like yeah. Sydney or yeah like, i Do can
1: imagine know? connor as a neurologist or working as a doctor and madison probably being like a model or something because <laughs> <laughs> that's the sort of vibes i get from madison i mean i know she's only three but anyway um everything should get better now and then Sam, Sam's redemption for me just completely goes away when he says, we're one of those families now with a special kid, aren't we? A kid with special Ooh, needs.
0: that stings.
1: I mean, I, I do get where Sam's coming from. He's he's probably had a very male... Not male, not to be sexist, but... Male-led upbringing and sort of, oh, uh, yeah, I'm the best. And, you know, one of those sort of upbringings, you know? And I guess... Now he's got a kid that's special in his eyes. He doesn't really like that. Um, yeah, I've picked up on that. I hope Sam grows over time and realizes that he's not that special. Or oh, everyone's special, actually. Everyone's special. <laughs> We're all special. We all have special needs, and our special needs are the small things that we need to um, function. To function, yeah. Like, some people's special needs would be anxiety. Some people's needs, they're basically just your needs. And because we're all special, they're special needs, you know? That's in my eyes. Um, and I brought, will the MRI and the ERG give Dr. O'Rourke a different diagnosis? Oh, Sam, you're meant to be supporting your wife. He's got a lot of anxiety. Please support her. I really want this book to end on a high. I think you can tell me. I think you can tell from the way I'm speaking. I just want this book to end well and on a high. And it's sort of a bit of a roller coaster at the moment. The whole book's been a bit of a roller coaster, to be honest. Yeah. Um, many people have this condition. They do. You're not the only one. There's probably a person at his school or that he knows who has epilepsy. Um, oh, and then he goes, What? You think I drink too much? That's it, isn't it? He pulled away. You've seen terrible things, Sam. I- I've heard about vets and PTSD. I'm worried about you. Oh, come on. I'm okay. No, you're different since you went to Iraq. You lose your temper so quickly. With me and with the kids, what do you mean? No, I want us to go to therapy, Sam. Yes, Sandra, you're being honest with him. You're telling him, because before she would like, you know, she would drink a whole bottle of wine so he wouldn't drink it. But now she's using her words and communicating the cracks in the relationship and to try and make it better. I'm just so proud of Sandra. I'm generally really, really proud of Sandra throughout this whole book. Sam, not so much, but then in a way, it's quite difficult to come back from war into all this drama. But I'm just so proud of her. Um, there's so much we have to deal with. Um, he opened his mouth. I put a finger over his mouth before he could protest. Uh, 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 no more. I am not going to argue with you now. Sandra, I think you are one of my favourite book characters ever. <laughs> That's all I can yeah, say. Yeah, but
0: I ever. feel I, I agree with you there because it you go through so many emotions with her. Yeah. As well, and you kind of see her grow as a person, yes, and how she changes,
1: yeah, because it's all from her perspective, yeah. Um, I thought
0: it would all be from Connor's perspective,
1: yeah. So I thought it would be, more... and when I first saw it was from her her perspective, I thought, will this book work? But because it's obviously not giving a true insight in a way, it's just giving her yeah. insight, and the perspective didn't change at all. Or well, it changed for one chapter when Sandra wasn't there, which was mm-hmm. quite clever, uh, but it throughout most of the book it didn't change at all but it worked so well and it's generally such a good book I shouldn't give anything away, I've got the review to come <laughs> um, um, yeah, they basically just talk about Connor and his future and oh, she says the world that I lived in this year, a troubled disjointed world that had turned upside down for me one that was still not right did this recognition come only hours ago She's, she still can't really fully accept it That this world is real and she's probably doing some philosophical philosophical thinking yeah i always do philosophical thinking and like ethical thinking and it gets me kind of scared about like the world and the meaning and everything she's probably doing some of that and like is there another world is this is this just one super long dream um yeah and then oh and then she does one of our little metaphors oh no not metaphors haikus Spark struck stones, fire, a raven circled. And then it's... So spark struck stones, I'm guessing, is sort of Connor's sparks coming from his head. And the spark struck stones, I'm guessing, is is them, stones are them, just innocent little stones that are now being struck by some lightning. Fire is everything that went on, his seizures and everything. And then a raven circled, I guess, is... It's maybe full circle or something like that.
0: I oh sorry I put down for that. Um, like I felt like it was um, kind of the judgment from other people, like a raven, oh, like catching yeah. its prey. like circling and
1: watching over everything.
0: Yeah, but also um, like how she was worried about all the judgment from other people. Yeah. Oh, um yeah. Like Connor is the prey. Yeah. And they're the predators.
1: Hmm. Yeah, I, yeah, very good analogy. Um, I heard the children laughing in Connor's room. Oh, it's just, it just paints such a good picture. They're laughing together. Connor's happy. Madison's happy. Sandra's pretty much happy. Sam's happy enough. Happy as he can be at the moment. Um, oh, and then she sees a picture of frames and she sees Connor's school picture from last year. He was so handsome, smiling, still innocent of this thing epilepsy. He was still an innocent child and he didn't know what. This is the thing about the future. You never know what's going to happen. Like 2019, you know, uh, actually, no, 20, yeah, 2019, um, January, you wouldn't suspect there's a global pandemic. A year later, you'd be in lockdown.
0: It's crazy.
1: You never know what's going to come.
0: Or, like, you don't even know what's going to happen tomorrow. Yeah,
1: exactly. It's, it's crazy. I'm doing ethical, ethical thinking. I don't like doing ethical thinking. Um, but, yeah. Um, and then she goes and says, if I ever needed philosophy, I need that one now. <laughs> That's what we're talking about. Um, we were all together. Me and my family together. I shook my head. Oh, yeah, Sam gets up. And then he goes, what? Because she's woken up in the, middle of the night in after a nightmare, which is about the um, haiku. I shook my head. No, everything's fine, Sam. I got into bed and crawled back under the covers next to him. We are finished. It. Oh my God. Whoa. I actually can't believe we've finished things. It's crazy. Like, oh, wow. I'm actually... We're
0: like on. Wait, is this our third book? No, second no, book. No, second, is this our second book?
1: Yeah. Announcing our third book shortly.
0: Oh my God. I okay. can't
1: believe it. Right. We. So, are we, are we going to do the quiz or are we going to do yes. the... Okay, we'll do the quiz. So, do you, you want to do question one and then I'll do the even
0: numbers? Yes, sure. Cool. Okay, so, question one. What does the word ding actually mean? So, yeah.
1: Yeah, and then we'll reveal answers at the end of the episode. Oh, yeah,
0: we'll be... Yeah, we'll be revealing answers. We can also reveal, 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 <laughs> reveal them on Instagram as well. Yep. Um, but yeah. Uh,
1: question two: Whose perspective is the book told from?
0: We did mention this in this today. We episode. mentioned it quite a
1: lot throughout the whole
0: series. Yeah. But yeah. Okay. Um, what is the name of the boy that notices Connor chewing?
1: and they're playing video games and he's like
0: oh kind of was chewing something
1: anyway um <laughs> question four what is the official name of the episode connor has right at the beginning of the book um so it's like the scientific name it's mentioned quite a few times throughout the book so yeah it's going to be one of those questions where you're like oh i know it immediately or oh,
0: i do not remember that yeah what was the country that sam went to with the u.s army know I mean, yeah, It's not it's been mentioned. <laughs> question six. What is the name
1: of Connor's neurologist? So his doctor. And a bonus point, what is the name of his other doctor that treats him right at the beginning? And question seven, I think I changed, um, and I didn't tell you. But um question seven is, what does Connor want to be when he's older? And for a bonus point, what does he originally want to be? I don't think we mentioned what he originally wants to be in the episodes, but if you've read the book, then, um, yeah, it will be mentioned there. So question eight.
0: Question eight. What does, what does, no, what smell does Connor smell when he is having a ding? Or what does he, what does the smell remind him of?
1: Yeah, a hallucination uh question nine what is the name of the special test that dr toy does on connor's spine right this is the chapter where it goes away from sandra's perspective because she's not allowed to see the um the test happen um so what is the name of that Right at the beginning of the book
0: and question 10 what is the last line of the book
1: and we literally just read that a few seconds ago
0: yes <laughs> so should we reveal the answers uh, we can either reveal the answers now or in the first episode. Yeah, of... I think we should probably do them now. Uh um, okay.
1: So, question one: the answer is "ding" is Connor's alternative word for describing his seizures. Yeah. <laughs> question two.
0: Oh, sorry. <laughs> uh, question two is Sandra, Connor's mum.
1: So the perspective is told from Sandra. It's pretty obvious. Um, Question three. The name of the boy that notices Connor chewing is called Michael. That's quite a hard one because I don't think we hear his name much. But um, yeah, Michael. Question. Question
0: four. The official name uh, of the episode Connor has right at the beginning of the book is called epileptic convulsion.
1: Quite a big phrase. (laughs) yeah question five uh what was the country that sam went to with the u.s army this one's quite good um obvious or easy the answer is iraq
0: question six what is the name of connor's neurologist and like if you did both doctors then i'll tell you both um so it's dr oroku oroku oroku, oroku. A-rock. A-rock. <laughs> Um, and the bonus answer was dr Choi. good old dr Choi. i love dr Choi um one of my
1: favorite characters question seven what does connor want to be when he's older um and this makes me i think one of connor was one of my favorite child book characters when he said this he wants to be a neurologist so he wants to basically be what dr o'rourke is and for the bonus point um he wanted to be a video game designer before um and now he wants to be a neurologist when he's older it's very sweet uh,
0: and question eight <laughs> What smell does Connor smell when he's having a ding? And that was burning rubber. I feel like we did talk about that quite a lot. Yeah.
1: And yeah, I guess the hallucination. I've never heard of like smelling hallucinations before. Yeah. Uh question nine. The name of the special test that Dr. Choi does on Connor's spine and is not from Sandra's perspective, the test is called a spinal tap lumbar puncture. Or um That's lumbar puncture, I think <laughs> when he like get, gets a bit of fluid from his spine to test it
0: yeah and then question 10 the last line of the book is no everything's fine sam i got back into bed and crawled under the covers next to him
1: and that is our little quiz for you sending your answers to the book corner at the book.corner underscore instagram or email us um thebookcorner7 at gmail.com or there is our contact number also linked in this description uh yeah right so now we're gonna do our little reviews do you
0: want to go first
1: (laughs) well um it's very hard to sum up this book in like a paragraph because well to be honest if i had to sum this book up in a sentence it would be my experience um with epilepsy it pretty much it's so relatable it's so weird reading it like right from the beginning. Well, not right from the beginning, but because um, I didn't have an epileptic convulsion. But almost every part is literally what I did. The EEGs, the MRIs, the neurologist meetings, the parents worrying, the the, the anxiety. Um, I had tonic-clonic seizures, so I didn't have uh, focal seizures or dings, as Connor calls them. Um, but it's pretty much the same process and I did it all in Brazil as well overseas which made it 100 times scarier because I was because I was in a country not that you know not being like you know racist or anything or but I just wasn't in my home country um and I guess it was just just different um but yeah I love how it explores there's a lot of growth you know there's Sandra she grows so much throughout this book she um starts off uh i think it's it throws you right in at the beginning throws you right into action and what you what you're reading gives you a really good perspective of what you're reading right at the beginning sandra i think is now one of my favorite book characters because she's pushing away that anxiety now and she's saying sam let's go to therapy connor he is actually going to be quite normal um and I'm going to start working on myself and getting better with Connor, with the family. Yeah. Connor is... Connor, like, he's mentioned loads, but we don't actually, like, see him in a scene much, if you know what I mean. Um, but we really get an insight of what he's like with epilepsy, but we don't really get what his personality's like. But I really, like... I really like how Lance Fogan's done this and he's not even an author either. He's a neurology professor, but I really like how he's written the book and yeah, just from a mother's perspective, because from, from Connor's perspective, it may be may not work as well because obviously he doesn't know what's going on. So I think he's done it really well. Um, Yeah. I don't really know much more to say, just pretty much my own epilepsy experience. Um, back in 2007 and not in 2016 uh my rating for this book has got to be a solid nine for me yeah this i when i looked at this book i was like okay there's not many copies of it available online it could be a really bad book and this could be a huge mistake i love this book so so much i think it's definitely one of my favorite books now um i gotta give it a solid nine and for that reason it definitely deserves a place in the book corner
0: over to you, Mel. I cannot, I don't even know how to describe it, but <laughs> um, I love the way Lance Fogan really explores the different characters. I know we haven't seen that much from Connor, but how he explores and explains Sandra, you really—it's the way, like you said, it's very, very relatable. Um, and I don't know. It's just—it's. I feel like. Sandra kind of exposes people um and exposes what everybody feels like at some point even if it's not as bad as what she has everybody has that self-judgment everybody most parents probably have that protection that need to protect their child um yeah and I just felt like what you said basically it's just so relatable um And obviously, I don't have any experience with epilepsy, but I still felt like the way that it was described for somebody that doesn't know a lot about epilepsy, it's very, um, it's like an eye opener. Yeah. Of have you learned a lot from it? Yeah, and it's just I don't know. It's just quite interesting to see how he he knows. yeah, it's a journey and Lance Fogan just knows how to explain it to children because I feel like this book is also appropriate for children as well. Yeah, not maybe parts, like but... ten, 10 minimum age, probably. Yeah, and it's just really... Because not many children are going to know much about epilepsy unless they have a friend with epilepsy or something. Yeah, or if I they don't... play PS4 or say,
1: if you have epilepsy, do not play this because it has flashing lights.
0: <laughs> I Yeah, I just feel like... because. The only insight that I've really had into epilepsy before reading this book was when you go to a cinema or something and this film contains flashing lights. Yeah, that's literally what everyone says when they think epilepsy.
1: Oh, like flashing lights are going to have a seizure. Like People joke about it at school sometimes and I get a bit um, annoyed at them. But yeah.
0: That's that's literally what people know. That's all people know. Um, And I just guess that shows society's way of looking on things, labeling and looking onto things that aren't classed as normal because of society because you have something wrong with you that's what people say yeah you know yeah and i think that's wrong i don't think that's okay no because at the end of the day like you said earlier there's everybody's different no one person even if you're identical twins you're not the same person um and i feel like that's really really shown well throughout the book Um. Yeah. As you know, my my overall rating is a nine, like you. Good nine. Yeah. The only reason I say nine, not ten, is because um, it doesn't have a lot from Connor's perspective. Yeah. If it had more from Connor's perspective, then it would be a solid ten. Also,
1: just more about Connor and his normal day to day life. I think. And what he's like as an eight year old boy. Yeah. Um, definitely so we both agree it deserves a place in the book corner
0: Yeah. so what do you
1: guys think S- send your uh, replies in obviously we've already done our contacts but at thebook.corner underscore thebookcorner7 at gmail.com uh, all linked in the description of the episode so now is I think my favourite moment of this podcast which is where we announce our book of the month for the following month which is April so um, drum margin the honours yeah yes our book of the month for April is "The Curious Incident of the Dog in the Nighttime." Oh my gosh! It's by Mark Haddon, and it's another awareness month book. So, Mar- no not March. April is Autism Awareness Month, and "The Curious Incident of the Dog in the Nighttime" is told from the perspective of a boy with autism and how he sees life. So, I think like Dings, it will really give you a perspective of epilepsy. I'm oh, not epilepsy. I've got to start seeing autism now because we're, we're not reading a book about epilepsy anymore. Um, on autism and how people see it and putting yourself in that, that person's shoes, maybe you can be a bit more understanding when being or communicating with a person with autism. Um, I'm very, being very careful. I use the correct terms. Um, but yeah, that is going to be our book of the month for April. And I'm so excited to start reading it. Too. I've heard it's a very good book. It's also been turned into a national theatre stage play. So, I mean, it must be good. <laughs> but yeah, I'm so excited. Do you have anything on the book, Mel?
0: Um, no, I'm really, not really. I've just basically summed it up. <laughs> um, but I'm super excited to start reading um, April's book. Um... Yeah. It's just it, call The curious instant
1: for sure, because it's quite a long name.
0: Yeah. It was amazing reading Dings. I love that. Um, and it's just kind of, I feel like if you were reading this at the same time and, like, following along with the podcast, it really does give an insight onto life with epilepsy. Yeah. Um, and what people don't say, you know, people are, like, at home, you won't say the same thing as at school. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you don't know what goes on behind closed doors, that kind of thing. Yeah. Definitely.
1: Well, that concludes the end of March's book, which was Dings, and I genuinely loved it so much. And I'm quite sad to say goodbye. I really hope he gives that a sequel or something and like see where Connor is now. Oh yeah. I want to like meet Connor, because it's very believable this book. But yeah. Um, I hope he has great success and he is a neurologist or a video game designer or whatever. Hopefully neurologist and helping people. But yeah, thank you so much for listening. And we will see you a week Wednesday. So, a week today, because we're not having a Friday episode because we are starting a new book. So, we will see you on Wednesday for our first episode of The Curious Incident of the Dog in the Nighttime. And make sure you go purchase it. Um, get it on Amazon, I think Smith sell it, um, basically, most bookstores.
0: Waterstones, yeah. Most, yeah. Most bookshops. Probably also get it secondhand. Yeah.
1: But um, yeah. yeah, or online. But yeah, bye guys and thank you so much for listening Uh,
0: oh and happy easter oh yeah
1: happy easter it's easter sunday this sunday yeah so yeah have a great easter um don't eat too much chocolate just kidding (laughs) eat as much as you want well thank you guys for listening and we will see you on wednesday for our first episode of the curious incident of the dog in the night time
0: goodbye